All right. Anytime. We're, we're rolling. Okay. And we're... So, at the same time? I'm going to have to do it up better. Okay. Shake it up. Get, get the carbonation. <laughs> it explodes. <laughs> Mine was... That's good. That's good stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, sweet nectar of life. <laughs> Here we go, feeling good, mm -hmm. looking fine. <laughs> In a whiteout. <laughs> We're in a complete whiteout. Welcome to January, yeah. We're so worried about this episode not being light enough, and we're already <laughs> or like I hate life. <laughs> yeah, so we have a, a more serious topic than usual today. Yes. So I'm guaranteed to say inappropriate things. <laughs> I was yeah, I was telling Jericho I'm a bit nervous about this one. We'll um, be fine. Yeah, yeah, uh, just, yeah. Preface: it's 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 not going to be your standard fare. Um, so we might pepper some just ludicrous things throughout. I might have to take a lap around the apartment and yes. just scream. Just an alleged lap. Yes. Around yes. the apartment. Yes. So what are we discussing today? So uh, this was going to be an episode that we were going to do later, a couple months down the road. We hadn't right. like fully solidified it. And then some lovely surprise in December um, made us decide to push this up and do right. this episode for February. So, this has been something that a lot of people have had conversations about um, and struggled with uh, in terms of separating an artist from their art when you need to. When that artist is a real problematic. Yes, yep. when certain things arise about the artist that are uh, illegal or unfavorable or uh, just downright um, awful. Shitty. Just shitty, yeah. shitty thing, things about the human. And, and uh, you know, being able to still appreciate the art while mm, not discrediting, not ignoring, but, but separating yourself from the actual person right. behind the art. And can you? And can you? And, yeah. and should you? Done? And, yeah. you know, what, at, at one point do you have to just, just cut that cord and, and, and you know, call it? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's so many actual artists like this. Yes. Like it's and it's more and more pop out. You know, now with the you know during the Me Too movement, we found some very disturbing things about some actors, directors, producers, yeah. men. Men, all, all um, men. Usually very powerful. Yes. Men. These are usually rich, powerful people mm -hmm. who have taken advantage of others often in a sexual way. It's yes. really kind of gross. Um, what we're going to do is not try to acknowledge all of these different artists. We're just picking two that are uh, one each is sort of um, influential for us and important for us and how we've sort of maybe struggled with that separation. Do we separate? Do you cut the cord? Do you try to enjoy it on its own, etc.? Because I think, yeah, we can't make a blanket statement about everyone. No. And I think that would um, be a disservice to the victims of these people and the actual conversation itself. So it's, yeah, people who are really important to us and how we've struggled 
in in separating that. Like yep. the first the first conversation I can recall around this kind of thing is Woody Allen, who right. isn't someone that we're talking about. And that's about been today. going on for years. For a very long time. Yes. Very, very long time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we both picked uh, a person. Very different circumstances too, yeah. which I like. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that uh, yeah, we both struggled with being able to enjoy the art that they produce uh, yeah. that is also at odds with the person behind the art. Okay. Let's get started. <laughs> <laughs> Let's drop an adorable sound clip right, right here. here. Baby Yoda, baby, baby Yoda. is going to hell but we've fallen under your spell baby little baby you're the one that fun who knows what it'll be probably I love nothing it. related to what we're talking about <laughs> maybe a little my little pony yeah care bears mm. something nice and light before we talk about miss jk rowling oh jk oh jk um for those of you who don't know who jk rowling is um the writer of the little known um it's called cult series. series yeah yeah uh harry potter um, that was first published in 1997, I believe it was in the first, uh, 97. Is that the first one? It was when the first right. one came out. That sounds right, because so I was in university okay. first year. Yeah. The last one came out, uh, 2007. So a 10 year ten span. Years. Yeah, yeah. And how long were they supposed to go to school for? Seven years. Seven years. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. it took 10 years to get those seven. Exactly. Uh, grades, basically, of school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the first three kind of came out staggered, and then she really tried to do, like, one a year, I think, for the last four. And they got bigger. They, much bigger, much bigger, yeah. Bigger in scale and scope and popularity. Like, it, it, it once the Harry Potter um, frenzy hit, it hit fucking hard. And when did the first movies come out? That Pretty would, soon, right? Yeah, they, they really got on that quickly. Yeah. I remember I had just read... The first couple of books, and then I read in the paper that they announced the casting, and I was like, "Oh, they didn't ask me though." But they didn't audition me though. I was a little like I could have been Harry Potter, uh, but uh, I'm Daniel sure you Reichlin could. Was a great choice. Like, yeah, he was. He was a yeah. choice, I think, for it. Yeah, they're um, like, we need a boring, neutral kid. Yeah, so he was yeah. like, "What time?" Hey, yeah. here's a me, yeah. a baby. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, it, and it was kind of, it was a thing where, like, we were, the people in my grade and sort of age group, we were the same age as Harry and Ron and Hermione. And when did they start when they were, like, 11, 11 or 12? 11. 11's when you get your letter from Hogwarts okay. saying, oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Right. Um, and then, like, I was graduating, um, I had just graduated when the last book came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, there was, we kind of grew up alongside Harry, right. it was, there was a lot of familiarity between you know his puberty struggles and our puberty struggles and it was just uh it, it, it we were lucky i think in that 
we were the ones who grew up with him and it was timed really well. And that's not to say, you know, kids now, um, they could probably read all seven of them at 12 and just get the same experience and appreciate it. But there was something, you know, looking forward to the release of of the books and those midnight releases and, uh, finding a Dumbledore died. That was huge. And people spoiling it. And like, it was... (laughs) Everybody's spoiling it. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, She loved killing people off, too. It was like Game of Thrones for kids. Yeah. It was like, who's going to die this time? Well, it was, you know, a real interesting uh, introduction to, um, maybe not introduction to for some people, but uh, uh, it dealt with death in a really, I think, strong and... um, relatable way for kids like in high school I, I kind of refer to high school as like a, a parade of funerals there was just a lot a lot of people in my family dying okay. friends dying yeah um and you know so there was there was a lot of solace I could take in the books from sure. from her discussing death and them dealing with death and and uh that was really comforting to me at that time so Harry Potter was huge, huge growing up. Right. Um, And it's a series that I've returned to as recently as, I think, 2017 was the last time I reread them. The whole Um, thing. The whole series. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, it's it's this incredibly celebrated, lauded series. Oh, yeah. Um, And then, yeah, after the last book came out, she was at a QA and a and she just kind of, like, offhandedly was like, oh, yeah, well, well, Dumbledore's gay. And at the time, people were like, quite a, that's wow. Yeah. Like, would have loved to have seen it in the books, but like, cool. <laughs> There's at least a queer character in the series. Sure, there. sure. Author saying it's canon. Yeah. Very fucking cool. Yeah. He um, was also black. No, just kidding. I can't do that. No. <laughs> uh, she, um, and, and then it, it just kind of became a bit of a joke the more. Yeah. She was. She just keep putting in addendums mm-hmm. into her past work. Yeah, yeah. That's like what you you can't just force these things like posthumously on your work that that, that doesn't exist in there. Like no. the, it's ridiculous yeah. to uh, attempt to please your audience by just queer baiting them yeah. with all these theories of like, oh well, did you notice? That the Parvati Patel had a little lesbian trust. I was like, well, no, no, Jackie, we no, did. she did it. We did <laughs> like, notice that because it's not there. Yeah, I think the best that she could have done was if she started to have second thoughts partway through. She produced a couple of those movies, and she should have been on them to go crazy with diversity and casting, yeah. but she wasn't. No, because she she likes those white kids. Yeah. And the ones who aren't the white are very specifically white not white. Absolutely, yeah. Cho you, you Chang. know it. Yeah, you know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, so flip flip side, I I did take a bit of you know I I appreciated that she she was trying was trying and it was it, it wasn't a great try but at least you know she was she was trying to represent the queer community in a way. Yeah. Then. This is where things go off the beaten track. Go off yeah. the rails. Yeah. Uh, 2014, uh, J.K. Rowling writes The Silkworm under the pseudonym Robert Galbraith. And I don't know. The first one was The Cuckoo's Calling. 
The first one was the something vacancy, the casual vacancy. Right, that wasn't part right. of that series. So, so she writes the silkworm under this pseudonym. Now, is this this is part of a crime series? Yes. Right. Yes. It's called like the. Um, Got strike series or something or it's called the Cumerian strike crime yeah. novels i almost feel like she's trying to do almost like a parody slash homage to british mysteries yes yeah from what i understand about this book that's kind of what it is like it's, yeah. it's kind of lampooning um the uh, both literary scene in britain and also just murder mysteries in general yeah so in this in this book she comes under uh, criticism very quickly. This is in 2014. Um, for its pretty blatant transphobia in detailing one of the main characters and the way it's... it's And, and I read passages from it. Yes, so did I. And it isn't just like, oh, this is one person's... Um, this is their point of view, and it's flawed, and this is a comment on that character with the way that they see this other person... It's, 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 it seems pretty apparent to me it's just from the author's standpoint, the way that they, they view trans people and what qualifies them as men or women and how, and, and just constantly discrediting them by being condescending about their uh, appearance and the fact that they, it just seemed like, oh, it's so sad they have to be trans. Like, it, it that's kind of... Yeah, and she makes them kind of like, like stupid and pathetic yeah yes yeah and the th the thing in it where the the main the the straight guy is like oh you don't want to go to prison honey like not gross oh jesus yeah and it apparent like it repeatedly points out like an adam's apple and yeah. like all it's the just like and... and it's not just like it's not even saying it's from like say this detective's point of view and he's gross like you were saying it's fully everybody's point of view yeah yeah yeah. Like, this is how the world would view this person. It's kind of... It's really gross. It's really, it's, it's it's really not, gross. It's not good. No. Yeah. No. Um, uh, so then, she furthers, um, you know, uh, uh, different queer theories about Harry Potter moving forward on Twitter. There's a lot of um, uh, things that she puts out. And this is when the Fantastic Beast uh, book series is now being made into movies. Yeah. Which Dumbledore is one of the main characters. And it's Jude Law. Young Dumbledore. Yeah. Beautiful Jude Law. Yeah. Would love to see him lock lips with a man. Can't sure. wait. Unfortunately, she also did confirm that Dumbledore's sexuality would not be addressed or at all brought to the no, light. No, no. Nobody wants to see that. So, you look at her, her motives then for, for, for just queer baiting us and kind of dragging us along and saying, oh no, he's gay. Oh no, he's totally gay. Oh my God, the gayest. Like, would go to balls. He would Vogue, honey. Like, sure, sure. Oh, but um, now that I have a chance to correct it and go back and like write about him as a young man, I'm, I'm not going to do it, but just know, just know that he's still gay. Just imagine him just like sucking dick. <laughs> we're not going to talk about it, but just think about it. It's like, okay, then what are your intentions here? It's, it's just to sell books because you know you have a large queer following yeah. that took solace in Harry Potter because he is constantly othered and it's all about inclusion and... and you know, it's, it's, it's being it's, who you really are, being who you really are and yeah. accepting it. And, and in spite of what the outside world thinks of you and the, the bigotry and prejudices. So now you're just using 
that to sell more books and to sell tickets to your movie and not actually when you have the opportunity right in front of you you're you're not taking it so i would say it's treating your lgbtq audience as stupid as the character in your book yeah yeah as just complete idiots who were just gonna go oh okay well we'll know he's gay yeah take our money yeah exactly exactly and it's it's uh so that was really for me when i kind because i i wasn't aware of the silkworm when it came out and and the transphobic um content in it this was really for me when i just kind of got uh something ticked for me yeah it's very off-putting so rolling forward to to december well no no (laughs) oh no no, i'm sorry no 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 i'm jumping the gun (laughs) we have got plenty in between there (laughs) so then she um uh, publishes uh and my timeline might be off here but harry potter and the cursed child the play the play that she wrote yeah part one and two people were so excited yes they were and in it there is Throughout the play, there's a lot of allusions to... Uh, so it's, it's about Harry Potter's son and, and Malk, uh, uh, Draco Malfoy's son and them as, like, adults. Oh, my God. And there's a lot of allusions so <laughs> that, like... It's a big tease of, like... They're oh, both ugly yeah, as you. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, there's a lot of moments of just yeah. tension. And yeah. then there's people who um, literally say, like, you belong together, which is... So undercut at the very end when there's a huge just like no homo moment and then it's done. Oh. And it's just the the rug is ripped out from under you. She 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 just like <laughs> they both find girlfriends these and fucking breadcrumbs. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus it's great. It's 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 Yikes. Yeah, yeah. So okay, there's that. Yeah. Then in 2017, uh, a lot of this is Twitter based. Okay. But st- stick with me here. Uh, 2017, uh, J.K. Rowling likes a tweet that is about, that is written, um, it, it's a, a piece in Medium that's written arguing trans women are simply, um, men wearing skirts, a, a, attempting right? to invade cis women's spaces sure, sure. and it's misogyny. Yeah. Um, she, then that same year, uh, Tommy Loren, that fucking stupid mouthpiece for Fox News, tweets something along the same vein about trans people and she... She lambasts her, and she she takes a stand against it, but it's more, it's in reference to Obama and Trump, and that's what she takes issue with more than the actual transphobic nature of the tweet. Yeah. In 2018, J.K. Rowling likes a tweet calling trans women men in dresses, and her PR team uh, issues a statement saying that uh, it's a middle-aged moment um, that occurred because she sometimes holds her phone Incorrectly, well, and she's staring at stuff about trans people on Twitter. <laughs> like, who's doing that? And that's that, that. What a load of horseshit! That argument of how how the how the fuck I, that that doesn't happen no. unless you're literally just slapping <laughs> your phone against your hand to see what happens while Twitter is yeah. open. Like, it, it it doesn't happen. It's stupid. It's yeah. a, it's a really terrible attempt at a cover-up. Well, and Nancy, like, what accounts is she following? Like, is she, she's looking at this shit. She's following this shit. You so, know what I mean? Uh, through some further digging, it's discovered that as of June 2019, uh, J.K. Rowling follows upwards of 10 blatantly transphobic Twitter accounts, and some that are lightly transphobic and blatantly anti-Semitic, which is a whole other yeah. uh, ingredient that we, we can add to this. So, 
the further we go, the more problematic things are coming up, and she's not addressing it. She's not saying anything about it. She is, again, at times she'll she'll throw out a tweet, a retweet that's you know um, a picture of. Uh, if we learned anything from Harry Potter, it's that no one should live in the closet. Like these, these really queer positive messages, and she'll just kind of pepper that throughout her, her, her Twitter. And then we cut to December twenty nineteen, and it's not a retweet. It's it's a published, written tweet, in which she says, "Call yourself whatever you want, like whoever you like, sleep with any consenting adult that'll have you." But firing a woman for stating that, what is it? Stating? Sex is Sex real. Sex is real. Yeah. Then she says, I stand with Maya. This is not a drill. So this is about a woman who was, uh, she wasn't fired. She had a contract um, with a human rights tribunal that was not renewed. And she then sued them um, uh, for wrongful dismissal. And her case was, she lost her case. And uh, this woman is wildly transphobic. Um, it's a turf situation. It's a, it's a turf. These these like highly highly radicalized feminists yeah. who believe that there can be no other type of woman, basically, than yeah. a cis woman, and mm-hmm. that any like you just were explaining, anyone else is encroaching. Yeah, and that and yeah. it's a misogyny mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, it stands for trans yeah. exclusionary radical feminist. Yeah. These are women largely white women who um, identify mostly with second wave feminism who believe that, yeah, trans women are essentially misogynists. Like fake, fakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're gatekeeping yeah. Um, womanhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so this is, so this was JK drawing a line in the sand, yeah. putting her foot down and identifying herself as a full-blown turf who, who um, they, they think that they, they find that term a slur if they prefer to be called gender critical, Great. which makes me want to fucking curb stomp myself. <laughs> so this was the inciting event that made us decide that this is probably a good time to talk yeah. about this and do yeah. this episode. And it did make headlines. Oh yeah, it, sure it did. did. Yeah. Um, and her team didn't come forward and say that she accidentally they can't what, kicked what can her they phone say? And, and, and tweeted that thing out. <laughs> yeah, they just, that an ape wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her daughter got a hold of her phone and, sure. you know, someone hacked her account. Yeah. There was no backtracking, no backpedaling. She has not deleted the tweet. She has not apologized. No. It stayed up there and it is, uh, there's, a, there's a great wealth of, of really well-written pieces online, um, a lot of them by trans people who are just heartbroken that this woman who has um, positioned herself as an ally to the queer community, as someone who supports the queer movement and equal rights, that has has fully come out um, against a With huge, this. A huge yeah. part of our community, a, a, a group of people that are so integral to gaining equal rights and the movement, um, you know, especially starting in the 1960s, the civil rights movement who were uh, largely black trans women and men who really led the charge. And for her to discredit that, um, to, to again gatekeep who can and can't identify as what they believe inside is it's 
it's really sad. Like it's really fucking it's sad. That, very unfortunate. And, very and, unfortunate. And and that so many of her 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 fans and people who love Harry Potter love it because it is inclusive. And like we talked about, like that's you know I think a lot of people gained courage and and um, you know we're we're given hope and heart from this series. Yeah. And that she's she's just she's ripped that to shreds. Yeah. I mean, I might think about, you know, when you, you say, you know, she was somewhat of an ally and things like that, that might be something that has to be revisited because yes. I don't completely see that. Um, that, that to me is far more of an act than this. Mm-hmm. If, if I, I, I meant to say she positioned herself as you, an ally. I think you did okay, say that. Okay. You like, did. And yeah. I, but I mean... But as we get older and and more and more rich, famous and arrogant, we can find our real beliefs really popping out when they yeah. they probably shouldn't. And that the thing is, she would have saved herself so much trouble to just keep that to herself. But yeah. bigots have a very hard time keeping it to themselves, and I'm not sure. What, I think my point is is that one kind of bigotry. There's always other kinds of bigotry. I don't feel bad for her, but I do feel bad for the people who love the the stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna have to be up to each individual person. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Right. Like, so what am I gonna? Yeah. Do? What are you gonna do? I immediately uh, made the decision not to give her a, a cent more of yeah. my money. Yeah. Um, which includes the Harry Potter theme parks, any further movies, um, merchandise, books, nothing. Yeah. Not supporting her. Yeah. Um, but I, I am so uh, reluctant to let the books go because, uh, just because of how much they, you know, they did mean and, and how, you know, I can still, in my 30s now go back and read the books and really have an enjoyable time and gain new insight every time. And sure. I, I am rethinking that now. Um, so it's, yeah, it be, it's because this is so recent. I'm still a bit, I don't know. Oh yeah. Um, I find it can usually be pretty cut and dry with these things with, with everything in my life. Like I can, I can really like draw a line a lot of the times like Woody Allen completely gone. R. Kelly would never really was yeah. there. Um, but they didn't mean as much. Yeah, so it's this is the first one do. that's been like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, how 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 do I reconcile that? Um, and I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. It's 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 something that's because yeah, it's 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 separate from her. It's its own piece of work, but she's the one who created it. And of she course. Holds these beliefs. So if I go back, am I am I just going to notice things that maybe I didn't pick up on the first time that are maybe a little, you know, rife with prejudice and, yeah. and bigotry and, and maybe um, will it will it spoil the, the beautiful memory I have and beautiful feeling I have about the series if I do attempt to go back and right. revisit it? Should I just let it be what it was and kind of let it go and say, well, that was, that was lovely. Um, I'll always have the nice memory of that. Rather than attempt to go back and and, and and re-engage with it, I don't know. Right. I'm worried if I try, then I won't be able. To, then that's all I'll be thinking about, and yeah. it will just. And maybe that's good. Maybe she deserves to have her book series. 
you know, ruined in my esteem because of what she's done. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I would say don't throw the books. No, Just I'm not keep throw them. them. Yeah. They need a rest. Yeah. But I'm interested to see, I mean, think of the, like you said, the stuff at like Disney World and everything. If she keeps going, that stuff's going to be problematic too. Yeah. Like if she continues down this path, because the truth is, I think North America, we're not that familiar with this turf level feminism. It's, it's in Europe more. Mm-hmm. Um, but if she, she's got to watch out because we've seen other things get shut down because of the, and I mean, it would take a lot. The thing is so popular, it's made so much money, and I understand that, but she's got to watch herself, because I feel like in five to ten years' time, what will she be saying then? Like, is this going to continue to, like, blow up, or is it going to stop? But that will will influence what then happens next. Yeah. Will the books be pulled? Like, is she going to get it to that? Because if this stuff goes out of control on the racism front... The books are going to get pulled from the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. So it all depends on how much self-control she's going to decide that she has. Or if she decides she needs any at all. She's already rich beyond avarice. There was was just such um, confidence and contempt. Not confidence. Arrogance and contempt in that tiny tweet. Yeah. And then after that, Glad reached out to her and said we would like to offer you the opportunity to have an off-the-record conversation about trans rights and trans individuals just to try and bridge some understanding. Like, nothing, nothing recorded yeah. that would be published, and she refused. No, she's not doing that. Yeah. She already knows she's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which you know, when, when you are that rich, you have the opportunity to, to make a bubble around yourself and only fill it with the beliefs and ideas and the people that you want, and you can just exclude everyone else. So that makes me think, yeah, no, I, her bank account isn't going to hurt anytime soon. Oh, not at all. Why would she? Yeah. And it's horrifying to like think about the fact that, you know, you, you wouldn't ever want to keep learning and engage in, in, in the pursuit of knowledge for, for better understanding people and humanity. And she just doesn't seem to have an interest in, in that at all. Well, I think that one of the, the only people who might have the power to bring her around are her own kids. I'm hoping they're not as snotty as she is. Yeah, yeah. The money's already gone. Yes. <laughs> that yes. bird's already dead. Yes. So. But, you know, the only way that we can really make a statement that's going to impact her is hitting her where it hurts, which is her wallet. Her wa- so obviously. I encourage you to do the same. Don't stream the movies on a platform to give her the numbers. Don't buy Get any Get them at the library books. if you want to yep. read them. There you go. Yeah. Stream, like, pri- like, pirate them. I don't fucking care. Yeah. I usually really advocate against that. but do Not that. in this case. Yeah. I know it's it's too bad, and I mean it, the thing is, just because they're not my taste, I mean the stuff's not garbage, and that's our conundrum here, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, what do you do? Yeah. If it was bad, if it was just yeah, dog then shit, it's easy. Then it's easy. Traveling sisterhood yeah. pants. Yeah. Piece of shit. You know, fine, great, but that's the, the you know I think that's that's why we're having the conversation is because yeah. it's not. Yeah. She puts such a dent into pop culture. Yeah. And into reading and our all of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That this is, uh, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I don't think the stuff should keep getting purchased. No. Yeah. No. And this is something that I was like, when I have kids, it, now it's an if I have kids. But I was like, this is, these are the books that I'm just so looking forward to showing them. Yeah. 
And I don't think I'm going to have kids now, so I don't really have to confront now that. Now it's a secret garden. There you go. Yeah. 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 It's black beauty. It's... Yeah. Still yeah. still lots of good... Hey, there's still lots of problematic... Uh, you give, don't give a Peter Pan to read. You know what I'm saying? I have a Peter Pan so tattoo on my yeah. ribs. What? Yeah, they'll be like, Dad, uh, did you know that author's a pervert? And you're like, never mind, kids. It's fine. Hey, Dad, let's talk about pedophilia, yeah. okay? <laughs> <laughs> but Peter Pan is a very good segue. If it's an are... excellent segue. Are we are we done? I I'm sorry, to... JK. You uh you're, you're done uh, fucked up, girl. You done fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe you'll be revisiting, but yes. in like five years, ten years. It's down gonna take the road. time. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. To let yeah. it heal. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, those years did a lot for me. Those books did a lot for me growing up. And uh... damn right, you and a lot of other people. Yeah. All right. Let's Peter Pan our way over uh, to Neverland. <laughs> totally, totally normal Joe Blow we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. A regular officer, you may not so have heard of him as well. Just a regular, like, five foot three mm -hmm. black nymph yeah. with an eating disorder. Yes. Just a regular run-of-the-mill dude. Mm-hmm. Lots of addiction problems, who skin took, issues. But first, before those unfortunate events happened, he took over the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He be, I, I literally have in my notes, because this is, we're going to do Michael Jackson, another uh, more, re, I guess not recent anymore, from about the mid-90s on, another very problematic figure. Yeah. However, prior to that time... I would go so far as to say the only time I have ever seen someone we, where humanity tried to make that person a god on earth. Hmm. It was too much. And we did that. Yeah. We, and I'm including myself. Like we, it was global hysteria yeah. like I have never. Now, I wasn't alive when the Beatles were out, mm -hmm. but they were four people. And there was something more worldly about them. Yeah. Elvis might be the closest. Mm -hmm. And I've actually gotten into back and forth with my dad saying, which one do you think had the greater global impact? Okay. And now dad went for Elvis. Mm -hmm. And he said, but, like, there's, there's an argument to be made on both sides because he said, well, he did this and he was doing this. But he said, but then again, maybe I'm just saying that because I'm a boomer. You know what I mean? That's, that was Because I would go for MJ. Yeah. Only because, now, and Elvis had movies and, like, all kinds of stuff that got him globally mm -hmm. seen. But the power of those music videos and the, the genius of the initial music videos mm -hmm. just took him to another level beyond yeah. the genius of that, the, the Thriller album, yeah. which is the greatest pop album of all time. And I never heard a match to it yet. Yeah. And yeah. I have a lot of pop albums that I really like. Like, I am into it. Yeah. Um, so for me, my, I'm trying to think of my, I was really having trouble trying to think of my first exposure because I know when I was a really little kid, this was pre-thriller. Mm -hmm. I would, <laughs> I was only child. I would get up on Saturdays at like six in the morning and I could pour my own Cheerios and I would take them to the living room and I would watch, it was Fox 28. So it wasn't Fox like it is now. It was yeah. just a channel. And they would show the Carol Burnett show. Mm. And then they would show the Jackson Variety show. Right. 
So right. that and that was in syndication. Like that was a rerun because it was from yeah. the early seventies. Yeah. I love that show because they they did a thing where unlike a lot of those types of shows, every the sh- the skits were awful. Oh like, really? It was horrible. <laughs> You want any of those guys acting? No thanks. And I know it historically, famously, Michael like fucking hated that show. Oh like, really? Didn't want. Oh no! It was all their like gross dad. Yeah. That's sure. a whole other page of this story. Yeah, right? Joe was. Yeah. Yeah, and it's because they weren't cute little kids. They were gangly teenagers, but they would do two live numbers a show, and it was done recorded live. Wow. And they were electrifying. Like, anybody who was even, and I mean, the songs are fairly basic compared to his later stuff, but anybody who would have been there for one of those tapings, you'd remember for the rest of your life. Sure. I have no doubt about yeah. that. So I think that would really be my first Exposure pass to by with, yeah. with Michael. And they also, once Thriller was out, they also started rerunning the Jackson 5 cartoon. Like there was a cartoon. Were, there was a cartoon. Jeez. They were because he had already been insanely famous. You're That's the it. thing, right? So like like eight years old. Yeah. yeah. Um, and seventy nine, they did. He did on his own. He did off the wall, and that was a huge one. Three Grammys. That was a huge album. So it's not like he was just some nobody that sprung out of nowhere. No, he was he was like groomed. From well a very established. Young age to so be an, a off the wall, star. he was nineteen. Okay. So he's quote grown up right then right it's just mind of a five-year-old child i think but not stupid just not socialized in any way right so then they put out he puts out thriller 83 and that just was like somebody lit a match under the planet and it just went up in flames so how old were you when thriller came out four to five okay and i want like that's the thing every person of every age and color wanted that record and every kid black kids white kids asian kids wanted to be just like him yeah and they were like everybody was doing it everybody was wearing the shit like Mm -hmm. i had the the glittery socks and the short pants and all the weird bullshit (laughs) anybody else did it you'd be like what and on him you're like no it makes total sense and the first i was at my my uh, grandparents lived in the states and they had mtv this was before we really had a lot of videos up here. Right. And I was watching something, and they threw, just threw, was like, oh, here's a new, and it was Billie Jean. And I was, pl- like, I was sort of playing with my cousin, who I think was, like, a newborn baby. And I was just, like, forgot the baby, forgot everything. <laughs> I was just like, and it was this, like, rec room with the TV, like, on a chains yeah, up on course. the top of the yeah. thing like this. Transfixed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Transfixed. And it, it's hard to describe now. Because people watch it now, like, oh yeah, it's cool and stuff. It's like people just lost their yeah. minds. Yeah. Mostly this. That's that's the song. That is such a good song. Yeah. This is what, like Thriller. You listen to it. The song, like the lyrics, make sense. And because later, I found like after Bad, it started to slide downhill pretty sharply. Yeah. But those two records are amazing, and I. It was just, I was, I used this episode today as an excuse the whole week. I've just been listening to them. I have to, I have to. It's research. It's research. It's research. (laughs) But there was a 74 single by the whole group. The whole fucking him and just dragging those other guys along behind him on the weight of his tiny shoulders, right? And the song was called I Am Love. And it was this like... They were like, we can also do crazy six and seven minute songs like the 
Beach Boys and the Beatles, and we're, yeah. we're too late, but it's okay. We're yeah. going to do it. The song's quite boring. Yeah. They don't allow him to sing until about four minutes in, so you're like, yeah, yeah, oh my God. All right, Jermaine, just... yeah, here we go. But by the middle, then, and, and it's funny too, as soon as he starts singing, the song picks up. His voice, is it like... Like, he, just... the rhythm's a slave to him. Right? He had this his yeah, last yeah. <laughs> post-being-dead song called Slave to the Rhythm. And I was like, no, no, no. The rhythm's a slave to you. Yeah. But he says in it, they're talking about I Am Love. And all the brothers are talking about it like love is this other thing. And then he comes in and sings like he is like the character of love. Okay. And he says, I'm your friend and your lover, your sister and your brother. And that's what he was. For every person, he was a strange, like not quite gender specific even as a younger person before the crazy surgeries and everything which really went another direction yeah yeah but i feel like the energy was inclusive of there was a male energy coming out there's a female energy coming out and that he wasn't i think later all that stuff started growing him but what was nice and he was younger even even by thriller there wasn't a self-consciousness about it Mm. Like, it wasn't like, I better do this so I don't look too feminine. I better yeah. try to act tough. There wasn't any of that. It was just like, here it is. And everybody just went, oh, oh my God. Well, people went crazy. Yeah. The one regret, well, I don't have a lot of regrets in life, but I wish I could have seen him. Seen him live. And he came to Toronto, and my parents were pretty good. Like, we've been to a lot of concerts and stuff, but they didn't because yeah. they just were afraid I'd be crushed. Sure. Because the concerts were just like... They could be madness. Yeah. yeah, like even out further back, like like grown men, like crying and fainting. Jesus. Insanity. Yeah. Just insanity. Yeah. But when you do that to somebody, there's a fallout. And somebody who's not set up for that and is an incredibly damaged person to begin with. So damaged, right? And I mean... He milked that too. Later, as he started yeah. to crumble, he milked everything. Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I feel like he was just always lying, always trying to just pull himself out of this hole of judgment. And he never could do it. Yeah. Even without all this stuff, he was just obsessed with being like, I'm a regular guy. And I was like, no, you're not. Just yeah. relax. Yeah. Just relax. Um, the, the Oprah interview was a very famous thing yeah. and that came out just before any any allegations of abuse had come up and it went very well for him was that interview went or something right before yeah right like yeah. months before but um talking about the abuse from his father the abuse thing came out even though everybody sort i felt like that everybody was less like yeah like everybody knew about that he was like ike turner oh jesus They'd always sort of de denied that there was any, like, physical abuse. They said it was just, like, he was really tough. Yeah. But then Oprah said, did he beat you? And he went, yeah. And I was yeah. like, yeah. But even in that interview, the only time he got weird and dodgy was when he went. she went for the appearance. Mm. He was just like, I have this, and I have this, and I've only had two procedures. And I was like, first of all, I wouldn't even start counting your fingers about procedures. Like, don't even, don't even go there. Yeah. And I wish, my feeling was, I, I remember watching that, I was like in grade nine, I think, when that came out. And I so distinctly remember thinking, I wish that he could have the confidence to just say, you know what, if I want to get an anus on my nose, 
I'm going to because yeah. it's my body. Yeah. But I feel like if he'd been healthy enough to say that, a lot of this other stuff might not have even happened because yeah. he would have been in a more normal frame of mind. But his mind frame was not in a reality, I think, a lot of the time about himself. And it allowed him to lie to himself about other things yeah. that he was doing that were heinous. Yeah. Yeah. Also, a very different time for plastic surgery, but I think oh, yeah. it's, it is rooted in just a complete separation from reality. Yeah. Well, not being able to... I mean, he destroyed himself. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. So it's the worst kind of dysmorphia. Yeah. It's dangerous because I think... I'm sure many reputable doctors said no, but he would just keep going until somebody said yes. Yeah. Um, but the heinous acts I'm talking about isn't actually the surgery. No, 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 it's no, no, abuse no. of uh, small boys. Yeah. Sexually abusing some yeah. small boys. Uh, so this started in... 87. 87 the first, was the first one? The first known um, allegation that we have is 87 with... Um, oh, no, I'm sorry, no, no, 89. 89, yeah, it was a couple Robson. years ago. Yeah. And the year before... But nothing came out about that. No. This is this is now that we're hearing that it was this far back, but yeah. the first public allegation right. yes. wasn't until into the 90s. Yeah, 92. 92. Yeah, with um, Jordan Chandler. Yeah. And he put money on that, he made it go away, and it did sort of quiet oh, down. Oh, God. 25 million. Yeah. 25 million. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I think it, it was, not everybody did believe it just because of the amount of money and the seeming shadiness of the kid's parents. That's, reading about that, yeah. But, that's... now I'm not saying that's, I'm denying that it's happening. I actually believe these, ki these kids, and I actually always did. That, that's the thing, I, I have a problem with some of these Michael Jackson fans just being like, you can die and shut up and blah, and it's just yeah. like, what's the matter with you? Like, I mean, and I'm a, huge fan I remember when this first started I was like oh yeah oh god yeah these things don't come out of nowhere like it just something about it you're like oh yeah like yeah. he was always surrounded with kids it's always I'm surrounded so with sorry. kids what yeah. grown person has child friends yeah like yeah. I understand he had his childhood robbed of yeah. him like he really didn't have a normal childhood it sounds like he could just relate to children better but what grown man yeah. has children as friends. I think it's it's also the circumstances, too. I mean, it's one thing to say, like, hey, why don't you come out and hang out with me today? And no, your parents can totally come, not don't have your mom in here. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. He's yeah. always trying to isolate them. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there was uh, just the grooming process that they talked about. So a lot yes. of what we're, we're going to reference is from Finding Never or Leaving Neverland. Yes. And this is all alleged because yep. he was never convicted. No, no. And and these allegations, the, these two specifically of Wade Robson and James uh, Safechuck came 10 years after he died. Well, no, 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 not years after he died. Yeah. Um, yeah he passed away in 2009. Yeah, yeah. So almost 10 years. Yeah. Well, well, Wade came out in 2013, but the movie right. came out just last year. Right. 2019. Yeah. So it's, the, but that grooming process that he would put them through and their parents through of just gifts and just gaining their trust and just, you The know, parents can suck me. It's, I'm sorry. It's, I have no yeah. sympathy for the parents whatsoever. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't blame the, one of the guys is still estranged. 
yeah. from the mother. And it's like, yeah, like it's, that mom didn't come off that great either. And I that like the, do, the documentary actually was trying to be merciful on yeah. the parents. And she's like, I mean, he had bought us a house, but uh, like that wasn't a bribe. And I'm like, did you know about this? How much of this do you know about? If you say, I asked him one time and he said no. And it's like, fuck you, lady. What the fuck are you doing? You know, and I know I'm not trying to victim. I'm not blaming the kid. No, But I no. am putting some blame on the mom. Because yep. it's just like, you know he's a Looney Tune. You know you're leaving your kid alone with him. What the fuck? Sleepovers again with a grown man. <sighs> Jesus Christ. I mean, I, I, it's I, shocking. I, I know parenting was different. There was a different no, idea. No, no, no. No, because not, in the yeah. 80s is that's when the huge wave of just right. saying no started. So right. you can't say right. that it was normal to leave your kid with a grown fucking man. No, you're right. And not just overnight, for like weeks at a time. It's like, we hear, take my, and I mean, he did say, he says his parents are like, I get what I want. And I, yeah. that would be when you step away. Yep. It's right there. That's when you cut those ties. And she's like, okay. And I'm just like, I don't know about this. I'm not loving this story with this no. mom. Like, no. I mean, I, he's this global, again, superstar, like on this godly level. But look in your heart. Do you yeah. think your mom would have allowed you to? No. No, I don't think my parents wouldn't have either. No. There is no way on God's green earth. You know what I mean? For yeah. any amount of money. Yeah. So, yeah. and you know, like, and it's, I know, he's, and they're like, but he's a huge star and the influence. I'm like, no, no, no. It's your child. It's neglect. Oh, totally. <laughs> the, the thing is, it would look terrible even if nothing had ever happened to them. Like, let's get down yeah. to brass tacks here. Yeah. You just don't leave somebody with your kid and fuck off for, for like weeks. Leave them in a hotel. What? Or be like, oh, it's so weird. All of a sudden, like, we used to get rooms next to each other. And then he put us in, like, a different wing of the hotel on a different floor. And, like, what's happening? And, like, yeah. I tried and eavesdrop. But I left them alone. Yeah. Know, them this documentary time. was easy to watch, you guys. Like, Jeez. I would really caution... Unless you are ready for some seriously disturbing stuff. Yeah. It's beautifully done. I have to say, for fairness, it's very one-sided. Yep, absolutely. They absolutely. barely try to investigate. Like, they don't. No. They don't. They're just letting these two guys tell their thing. And that's fair. But just to say, mm -hmm. as a documentary, it just goes into their side of the story. Yeah. And no one else's. But I think part of the reason for that, too, is it, it is insanely complicated. It's so complicated because I found myself watching it and still feeling sorry for him. How is that possible? Really? Yeah. How is that? Maybe you didn't. And I understand that completely. But I his, pitied him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not like I'm like, oh, he should not be punished. Like, it's not like that or thinking like, oh, he should be allowed to do this. It's it's aw it's monstrous. Oh, yeah. But I'm just like, this guy's just been left out in the reeds. I think there was other stuff going on, going on sexually that got perverted into this. What do you mean? I just feel like, like if I saw somebody like him today who kept going through these kinds of surgeries, I think they, they were getting ready to transition. Oh. I just would. I just would. It's feminizing surgery. Yeah, I mean, by the end. And then the skin was... thing's a whole other thing. But he changed his entire appearance. Like, it's, be yeah. it's like beyond Caitlyn Jenner territory. Yeah. And she started to do that, too. Like, she got so, before she transitioned, she got so much surgery. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And then yeah. I was like, I wonder if... Is he precluding to some... Totally. Yeah. yeah. And so if that was now, at the time, I just thought he lost the complete plot, which mm -hmm. P.S. he had. Mm -hmm. But I wonder, and I, 
please, I'm not saying you're gay or trans, you're a pedophile. But no, I just no. think that things were being, he was so, um, like, strapped in and so oppressed. And it just came out in a horrible, perverted way. Yeah. And there's nothing to stop him. He has no responsible people. He had pushed everyone out of his life who gave a damn about him. Yeah. Everybody. Don't, and I was going to say, like, the reason I think the documentary stayed away from going toward the other t side is, like, who are they going to talk to? His family? Yeah. The week after he died, and they had them all on CNN, and, the, and I just thought, oh, right. So Michael was the sane head in the family. That's what I'm getting this week. I mean... So who's he going to turn to? These fucking nutjobs? Yeah. But that's what too. makes this story so horribly complicated. That's just part of what makes it complicated. Yeah. Um, but what I... I don't know. Like, what I found so fascinating about it was something I sort of knew, but it really drove the point home of how you can be... A person can be different things. Yeah. Oh, do you know what I was saying? Yeah. And they point that out in the film, too. They're like, yeah, he did give, you know, like, millions to, to charity and to yeah. kids who have AIDS and, like, all this horrible stuff. And he gave all this. But then there's also this. Yeah. And he's a genius and a music. But then there's this, too. A huge philanthropist. Like, yeah, did a lot of good. A lot of good with the money that he had. And he had yeah. a ton of money. Yeah. And and was open and, 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 and giving with it. Yeah. And also, probably a... Predator. Which I, I think that wasn't always there. I think it, at some point something snapped and it went this way. That's just how I... Because I, I, I don't think at 19 and through, to, through to the whole time that he was preying on kids. It starts at a certain time. Mm -hmm. And then it can, and then it gets worse. Mm -hmm. I feel like the more he got away with it, the more it happened. I wonder what, what, like what it was. Why? I don't know. But did he have any, like, romantic links before that? Was he ever... Yeah. No. What's so... I remember, too, so well watching that Oprah interview. Mm -hmm. She tried to go into that, too. Mm -hmm. She got a run around on that, big time. But I think my whole family was just sort of like, well, he's obviously queer. Like, he's not going to say anything. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think everybody sort of quietly assumed that and just thought, well, he's never going to reveal... Because real at that time, love interest. He's just why, no. Well, yeah. especially when you're the biggest selling artist in the world. Yeah. Right. He had he had people he'd go around with like Brooke. Right. And like right. Madonna and people Liz like Taylor that. As, and but yeah. and some of these people really came to his aid. Yeah. And oh, just yeah. said, I can't believe this is happening. Um, and some of them, like Barbara Streisand, said really bad stuff that you should never say. Like you know what. He had to do what he had to do, and those people were thrilled to be with him. And I was like, whoa! Oh, Babs. Hi, oh! Weirdly, she then apologized for that. Oh, what? no, really? I could just say, speaking of arrogant. Oh, jeez. Yeah, she's like, you know what? Those little boys never had it so good. Like, that's basically what she was saying. You're it's like, Babsies. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, well, I don't know. I haven't spoken to a child in 50 years, so I'm not sure what you mean when you say child. I say with Judy Garland, yeah, you yeah. can't tell me she, nothing. She thought, she thought they meant, like, 19-year-old trade. Sure. Not like a, yeah, I don't know what she thought they meant, but I don't know why you'd say that. Because uh, you're rich and famous. Yeah. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. But it, we should note that quite a few people just came out and said, I can't believe this. This can't be true. Yeah. Um, but again, people can be two different things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... Yeah pretty sure stuff happened like i'm not i'm not really a, a doubter or yeah. keeping the faith or anything like that 
but I will never not listen to that music, and I don't feel bad about it. Yeah, yeah. But I do keep this in mind. I mean, I'm sort of finished buying his stuff. There's no more stuff to buy. Right. And to be honest, I didn't buy the last few things that he did put out. It yeah. wasn't good anymore. It was very not yeah. good. It yeah. was very not good in comparison to his earlier material. Yeah. So it's, it is complicated. And it's, I, I hate to sound, I don't want to sound flippant with those kids because they should... They should never have to listen to it again, and they will hear it again, because it's never going to stop. You go to any wedding, yeah, you're going to hear Michael Jackson. Anywhere. Well, interestingly, like, after that documentary came out, like, certain chains and stuff were like, we're taking, like, like, uh, Costco and everything, right. were like, we're taking him out of our rotation. Well, guess what's back? Michael Jackson. It's back. Yeah, yeah. It's back, because it's too good. And it makes them money. It's too fucking good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I don't know if I can totally agree with this, like, just throw it in the garbage. And it's just like, it's too good. Just like a Harry Potter. You can't just burn the books. They're too good to too many people. Yeah. And this is just like whole people's whole lives. The, the amount of just die lives. hard, die hard MJ fans yeah. that still exist, that will always exist. Yeah, I just wish that those die hard fans could acknowledge this. That's, that's yeah. my problem. It's yeah. just like, don't live in denial. Don't live in a world of his that's full of lies. Yeah, yeah. Just live in reality and say, I'm going to listen to this, but I know that this happened. And I'm going to explain this to my kid when they're old enough. Yeah, Because yeah. you owe them that, because he abused a kid just like your kid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, like, just the, I mean, the amount of things that, that it would shock me if, if it wasn't true, because... He always had kids around. The amount of it's just too many. It's, it's too it's, many. It, it, just things add up in a way, and the you know I think there's three documentaries that came out right after Leaving Neverland that are like truth or documentaries, just poking <laughs> holes in their arguments and saying, yeah. "Well, this is their 2016 deposition versus what they said in 2019," and yeah. well, the train station wasn't built until '94, and that was after the alleged abuse. So yes. what the fuck are they talking about? Just take those a second. are small details, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, think about the courage that it takes to come out against Michael fucking Jackson. Yeah. And I know it's after he's died, you know, he can't defend himself. Um, in the same vein, these men will never get the closure no. from him. From They have to do it themselves. Yeah, yeah. And for people to say, oh, all they want is money, you know, they're just looking for, for money and fame and attention. Is that really the kind of attention you think anyone no, Nobody wants, wants to be famous for that. And they didn't get any money off the documentary. They absolutely didn't get paid for that. Um, I, they did try to sue. Yeah. And, but that's... Both I, of their... They're not getting anywhere with that. No. It's too late. No. It's, it's yeah, too long it after is, the fact. I, I'm torn. Like, I'm like, it's too bad they didn't have the guts to sort of come forward sooner. On the other hand, prison would have killed him instantly. I mean, he would have gone to a nice prison. There are yeah. nicer prisons. Yeah. He wouldn't have been in, like, Rikers. No, no, no. You know, but I, 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 I do agree, you know, it, yeah, it, it would have been great for everyone if they had come out sooner. But I also don't think that we can put that expectation on them, especially no. after hearing... The kind of relationship he established with them. And the pressure. Them. And the pressure yeah. and the grooming and the, yeah. the way that he would 
not pit them against each other, but he would have like boys of the moment and then let them go and like bring someone else in and make them jealous. And like these, these aren't men that are even attracted to men, but they, they would get jealous and then they would be eager to get in Michael's favor again. Yeah. And they would have to do things that would get them there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I. I it was. It was so interesting to me. So interesting. So layered. Wild. Because remember when after I watched, I said to you, it was really interesting. He treated the kids like uh, regular escorts that you're really nice to. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Because it was just like. Like, it was like a hooker that you, you go the extra mile for because you yeah. just like that person. Yeah. It was transactional. Totally. It's, if it's, these were all 25-year-olds, it would be a hilarious documentary that I would love watching again and again <laughs> about, like, a circle of male hookers. Right. And you take 10 years off of it and you want to kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. awful. Yeah. yeah. And then you see these men who, after they have kids, just start having these panic attacks and nervous breakdowns. And, you know, it, 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 it doesn't surprise me at all that that's what sort of triggered um, th- them to both disclose was seeing their kids yeah. and seeing them with Michael Jackson. Seeing it from another point of view. Yeah. And saying, why, why aren't I that outraged about what happened to me yeah. as I am? Yeah. The, but that potentially happening to my child. How interesting, too, with Robson. That he kept going over there with his wife and everything. I know. It's like nothing happened. I know. That fascinated me. Yeah. Fascinated me. Yeah. It really did. And the other guy saying, like, I'm still on the fence about this. I feel like I let him down. I know. Yeah. Like, that's, it, it, it's, it, it just speaks to... It's heartbreaking. The, 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 the psychology of abuse and what yeah. that does to you. And yeah. how that just lowers you and, and just completely puts you at the mercy of this other person. Yeah, it's gaslighting Absolutely. to the nth degree. I mean, I think that's what I one of the most interesting things I found about the documentary because it really made me think about that on a larger scale, not just with Michael Jackson, but with, it's like, this is how abuse happens. Yeah. This is how people get away with it. Yeah. With kids. And that was maybe one of the more interesting things in it to me. Yeah. Because I I was having trouble, I will always have trouble emotionally, like, extricating myself from the complexity of it. Yeah. And I yeah. can't just take his work, or even him as a person, and just say, I'm going to throw it in the garbage. Yeah. I know, it's hard, because it's, yeah, and we get can't emotional, it. because it's... Yeah, we're both getting emotional. Yeah. But, um, it's, I almost feel like he was punished. Yeah. You know? He, he didn't have a good life, I don't think. He didn't have a good life, and he went from this sort of um, uh, glowing, bursting, Christ-like talent to a deformed, broken, horrible, middle-aged creature who seemed like he was 80 years old and he was 50. So I'm going to tell you, we're way over, as usual. Great. Um <laughs> I want to just finish up quickly. Oh, we are. Shit. Yeah, we're so totally over. <laughs> I just have a couple of little, like, after all that, mm-hmm. do you want to have some fun and watch some stuff? Let's bring it out. I just have a few things that people might not be aware of okay. that are really fun. Okay. But if you have a burning uh, rage about this, 
give it a few years before you go down this road. Yeah, maybe this is where you stop the podcast. Maybe exactly. thank you for joining us. But... Exactly. So, at about the time of Thriller, Michael recorded an album of telling the story of E.T., the extraterrestrial, for kids. Okay, this is what you're talking about, okay. The album, and it sent, like, he really wasn't an actor. He's not great, sure, right? Sure, He's good in The Wiz. I think the secret is not showing his face. So in this, he's not in it, he's telling it to you. Okay. And even with that somewhat, well, it's a strange voice, but it's very, you know who it is. Yeah. It is so compelling. Really? It won the Grammy for Best Children's Album. Wow. Like it won, it was spectacular. And I believe it is free to listen to on um, like Vimo and Daily Motion. Okay, okay. If you're not enraged and you want to have a fun back time to the 80s, it is it, it will bring tears to your eyes, guaranteed. So then, Captain EO, a somewhat deranged idea from Walt Disney, where they were like, oh my god, you guys, we're going to do a 3D short movie. Yeah. We're going to um, have a, again, somewhat gay-oriented captain... <laughs> Who just flies through space with Muppets, just weird puppety Muppets, and then meets, um, who's, who's the Adams family lady? Oh, Morticia, um, um, Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston is a spider woman. <laughs> Perfectly. Yeah. He's trying to kill everybody, and he's gotta, like, save everybody with, by shooting rainbows and stuff out of his hands. Very Sailor Moon. <laughs> and... You might watch it now and think, what the fuck was anybody thinking with this? But at the time, we were like, this is the greatest thing that has ever happened. It was sci-fi. It was fantasy. Yeah. It was Michael Jackson dancing around and shooting fucking lasers out of his hands. Oh and God. it was his like, signature like jacket and pants, but it was all white. Oh. And then he had like a t-shirt with like a rainbow. And when he did this, the rainbow like shot at you like he was a Care Bear because <gasps> it was a 3D movie. <gasps> it's, it's, I wish he wasn't a pedophile because it should be like a gay icon. Sure. Like it is so gay. Yeah. And it's so good. But it's, it has two numbers in it. Yeah. Um, I, and I personally love his fighting style when they like get the whips around him of just like slapping them off. <laughs> Like, that shit is gold. It's the great... It's so... You can see why it's so enjoyable. It's never not going to be enjoyable for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and unfortunately, not seeing it in 3D, it loses a lot, because it is really silly. And it sure. is really stupid, but the numbers are great. Yeah, yeah. And Just it imagine was it. Steven Spielberg. Right. George Lucas. Yes. Yeah. They tried, guys. <laughs> and I would say, like, it would be equally stupid with anybody else in it. Like, it's yeah. just kind of dumb. And they basically are leaning on him to, to make it thing. not as stupid by putting these numbers into it. It's all his dancing, all millions of dancers who go from ugly, like, horrible aliens. And then he, like, shoots them with a laser and they become, like, half-naked men. Oh, my God. Oh it's just subtly gay. <laughs> oh, it sounds super, super just subtle. Real it's tasteful. Subtly gay. It's fabulous. Yeah. Um, and because it's a kid's thing, we get nice big smiles. Because he was never smiling, so that was always great. Too. Yeah. 
And um, also, if you want to watch some other great stuff, The Making of Thriller. Yeah. Excellent. John yeah. Landis. Um, and Bad 25, which is oh. a thing that goes right into making every track. And it's a lot of footage, again, of him working, i.e. being as normal as you will ever see. Because you talk to him outside work, starts getting weird. Can't function. Just doesn't know. Well, it gets fanciful. There and you're you like, are you, yeah. what are you saying? Yeah. Are we in the truth here? <laughs> maybe, maybe not, maybe partially. Yeah. But at work, completely legit. And totally that's where you element. see the genius. Yeah. He's like, we're not going to do it like that. We're going to do it like this. And then we're going to do this. And you're like, wow. Like, yeah. he knows exactly what he would like. He wasn't just, it wasn't a Bieberific, like, I'm just going to sing this stuff other people wrote. No, he was. Like, he wrote a yeah. lot of it. He knew what he wanted to do. Uh, yeah, and uh, I guess that's really it. Yeah. That's all we can say. Did you, now, we didn't talk about your, for your first exposure probably just came. Couldn't say. It was, all, say. it was always part of the environment that you were in. Like, it was never not a thing. Like, he always existed. Yes. Yeah. But the thing, my exposure to him was post the allegations. Yeah, I think that's that's the saddest part of the whole thing, is that there is going to be a generation, every generation from now on, who will never not have that. And not be able to just object, and, I don't know, we'll see how this comes out. Not objectively, just be able to look at the work and see him as the artist. It will always be the... But. I think now there are kids who are getting it. So I keep seeing things online that are like, what, what do you do when your kid starts to get into Michael Jackson? When do you talk to them? Yeah, yeah. Do you let them get into it? And I'm, I'm reading, I'm going, please let them get into it. But I get it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's, it's responsible to have that conversation. Yeah. And that also then, you know, as we were talking about before, leads to a greater conversation of just acknowledge it. Just acknowledge this is who he was. Yeah. You can still yeah. engage in his work. But at least they'll have that joy of discovery. Yeah. Yeah. Without the... That's what I hope. Without yeah. that first. Mm -hmm. Because they might get a sense of the thrill. Yes. Of that 80s yeah. thrill that we had, you know? Yeah. And I would um, say the same thing for Harry Potter. Like, I... I exactly. I would I love that journey for kids to yeah. go through that and, yeah. and, and, and find that world and experience that. And then you have to have a conversation. Yeah. So I know this is a different episode than we usually have. Less <laughs> I, I thought it, I thought it was hilarious. It's yeah, fine. super. Yeah. <laughs> but th thanks for sticking with it, and if you're still with us at the end, we appreciate it because I think this is a necessary conversation to have. And if you find oh, yeah. yourself adamantly, vehemently, uh, without apology, defending someone who has allegations against them. Ask yourself if there are other instances in your life where you have cut people out and where you have drawn the line and maybe why and admitting that maybe you don't know everything and maybe you are um, not wrong, but <laughs> maybe the admitting I mean, that you're wrong a little wrong is, yeah. is, is, you know, a good thing to do and, yeah. but just acknowledge it. And then if, if, if you, if you need to move forward and still enjoy the art that that person would put out do it but it's important to yeah it's up to your individual judgment for sure yeah just have to be careful of being absolutely hard and fast about people we don't know yeah have never met mm -hmm. and only have a connection to by illusion yeah yeah 
and that is largely anchored by nostalgia and emotion. Yeah. I'm still waiting for my uh, reply to my fan mail from heaven. (laughs) Maybe CCGesus next time. Alrighty. Well, uh, check us out on social media. If you Facegram, Facegram, <laughs> Twitter. If you uh, like this, please rate and uh, review us on iTunes. It really helps us be discovered. Tell your friends, spam them, send snail mail, and uh, stay warm, kids. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. February and uh, happy Valentine's Day, I guess. (laughs) Love and kisses. All appropriate. Appropriate love and kisses. Yeah, content to Bye. Bye.